What's up, everybody? It is Tuesday evening, uh, right around 545 uh, for our live Q&A show. Um, as always, we are with Dr. Rogers, the Common Sense MD um, from Performance Medicine. How you doing, Dr. Rogers? I'm doing great. Um, I can't see you, Ben, but um, we kind of have a blank screen here. But um, um, can you see me? I can see you're You're as clear as day. You can't see me at all? No, no, but uh, I can't see you or the or I don't, which means I probably can't see the questions. You can read them to me, and I can uh, certainly answer them. So it's not a big deal. Okay, okay, cool. We're gonna let uh, let some people flow in here, um, and I will uh, go ahead and remind everybody um, that we will be taking some some live questions today, um, and also just to kind of confirm. Uh, hey, Elena. Hey, Anna. Uh, can you guys let us know if you can see us? Uh, just, just to make sure. I want to make sure that uh, we are indeed um, on video here, because um, I can certainly see the comments, um, and I can see everybody. But that might that might not be the case for everybody. So, uh, so anyways, we're gonna we're gonna do our live Q and A show. Um, if you have a question for Dr. Rogers, uh, go ahead and put that in the comments. Um, during the course of this broadcast, we have uh, a couple, we've got five questions that came in this week. All right, Jessica, thank you. Thank you for, for letting us know. Jessica can see us. Um, so that means you're on camera, Doc. You're on camera and you didn't even know it. Jessica can see us. I, don't even, I didn't have to wear my hat today because, as you noticed, I got a haircut it, this you, week. So you got a haircut. Thank goodness. <laughs> you're looking great. You're, you've got a face <laughs> for, for video now. Uh, hello, Karen. Radio. <laughs> Karen, how's it going? Hey, Barbara. Hey, Jessica. Uh, Anna, Elena, thank you guys for hanging out. Um, if you guys have questions, um, go ahead and you can put those in. We're going to go ahead and get started. Is that cool? All right. I'm going to put it on the screen, and if you can't, um, and I'll, I'll read it out to you. Okay. Are there more COVID cases reported for males than females? Um, so are there more COVID cases in males and females? Yes, there are more COVID cases, uh, in males than females. Um, I started noticing this kind of early on. Plus the, the females do better if they get sick with COVID than the males do. Uh, when hospitalized, they generally do better. So definitely more men are both contracting COVID and dying more of COVID and generally getting sicker with COVID. Um, this may have to do with a lot of factors. In general, women, although they get more autoimmune diseases, their, their infection rates for almost any infection are less than men. So they have a little bit better ability to fight off me, uh, infections than men do. Um, I suspect it has a lot to do with the protective effects of hormones, um, but definitely that's definitely true. There's also different things like blood types. Type O blood is shown to be very kind of protective against it in uh, contrast to type A and B blood. And um, RH negative blood is also somewhat protective. So O negative will be the best blood type you could have to both not come down with COVID. That's what I have. Maybe that's why I'm not going to, I haven't come down with COVID, but um, it's a universal donor. But um, 
still there's people with O negative that have gotten COVID, but, um, you know, there's a lot of things we can't figure out. You know, the, the, the virus enters your body through this thing called an ACE2 receptor and women, their ACE2 receptors are generally more active than men are too. So that may be one reason women don't have as much hypertension as men do, because that's the receptor responsible for high blood pressure. So definitely true. Um, for sure. Um, you know, gosh, men dive out of the top 10 killers of humans, men die out of nine out of the top 10 more frequently than women do. The only one that women die more frequently is dementia. And women definitely get more dementia than men do. Probably also due to loss of those protective hormones, um, especially estrogen. So that's another reason to think about hormone replacement. Um, in can, women. can you explain the, the, the hormone part of that and, and, and how, you know, the hormones in women has become more protective uh, of COVID than, than it has been in men. Is that just because of, is that because of a certain hormone or the fact that women's hormones are more balanced than men's? Is there any correlation there? Um, well, there's one hormone that women have that men have very little of, and that's progesterone. Mm. Progesterone is thought to be very anti-inflammatory in nature. Um, so it may give you some immune protection having progesterone on board. Um, so that would be the main one that would be protective. I would think again, nobody really knows. This is fairly recent that we've just been dealing with COVID. So, yeah. um, but most likely it's hormonal. All right. So we're going to go to the next question. I am about 30 pounds overweight. Uh, would the Evolve treatment help me lose weight? Uh, so the, the Evolve treatments, this new device that we're doing, uh, performance medicine, we actually, I think we've recently launched it. We're going to have a, an event, um, April 13th for those who are interested, uh, where we're going to go over what body contouring is and this device in particular. Um, so explain to me, explain to me your thoughts on Evolve. What, what's your, what's your take on it? This is my brochure on this. This is a new machine we just purchased that I've been thinking about getting for about two years. It's kind of the latest in, um, melting fat off, but it's really not for weight loss. It's more for, uh, toning and getting rid of fat in areas that you just can't lose after you, you know, get it together with. Um, your nutrition, your hormones, exercise, etc. You know, like on the love handles or on the back or flabby arms. So it definitely melts fat through radio frequency. Um, I like it a lot. I like it better than cool sculpting. You get a lot better even results. Um, it's great for tightening and toning and and fat loss. But it's not. If you need to lose thirty pounds, it's really not to help you lose 30 pounds you know we need to help you with that through your probably your nutritional pattern maybe hormonal assessment but so it's really not for loss of 30 pounds it's when you lose 30 pounds and you have areas that you just can't get rid of and then it, it really tones them up and it's, it's worked great I mean we've done quite a few already and so it's, it's a great machine very even results it tightens everything up gets rid of a lot of loose skin. 
um, so, crepiness, that type of thing. But it's not really for weight loss. So there's a difference between body contouring and weight loss is what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. So body yeah. contouring. The other thing I will, I will mention for as far as now that we're talking about COVID, like always, I, I think about 53% of Americans gained weight during the last year from COVID mm -hmm. for various reasons. Out of those 53% that gained weight, the average weight gain in adults was 27 pounds. That, remind, that 30 pound weight gain reminded me of that. So, I mean, that's pretty incredible. 27 pounds on average that these people gain weight. How much of that do you think is because of like stress induced? I think a lot of it is people comfort eat with carbs um, and they're not, haven't been as active, not sleeping as well, drinking more um, face glued to the computer like we are now, uh, multiple reasons, um, you know, but again, with, with weight loss, there's two things you always circle back to. There's a lot of ways to get there, but if you need to lose weight, Low carbs, way lower carbs, and intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. The two most, my two favorite ways to keep weight off. So think about uh, doing both those things. And um, if you're having problems, come in and we'll evaluate you. And, you know, if we can't get weight off you, you're either not listening or um, something else is going on with you. But, uh, you know, we try to do a complete metabolic and hormonal profile and give you the right tools to get it off. So spring's here. So it's a good time to start thinking about losing the weight. Okay, I want to um, ask one more body contouring question and then, then we'll move to the next one. So if you're having, you've often talked about abdominal fat being the, the most unhealthy fat. I'm thinking that body contouring would help with, with abdominal fat. Does that, so would it actually be helping with the, like the unhealthy fat in your abdominal area or, or no? Well, it will help trim it for sure. But the main thing there is diet and mm. hormones. Okay. Um, you know, this, this evolve really makes you look a lot better. You know, you want, you want your, you don't want all your weight loss attempts to go unfulfilled like you still feel like you've got flabbiness so this is what that takes care of mm, okay um, so it works great though amazing before and after go by kelly and let her in my, in our johnson city office is where we have this so go by there and look at some of the before and afters and have kelly take a look at you she'll do a free consultation to see what she thinks about uh you know where you need it and also, if you want to go the so, April thirteenth, uh, I think it's like a it's like a launch party sort of deal. You'll get to hang out with us. So uh, if yeah. you if you want to hang yeah. out with us, come to that uh, launch party. It's April thirteenth, um, I believe, at around five thirty ish, five forty five. You can call the Johnson City office uh, to. Yeah, maybe we'll even give you some low sugar wine, so you know you won't get fat with the wine. Guys, as you can tell, we, we are in a mood tonight. And I so make sure you ask your questions because we're we're in a mood here. We're 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 feeling we're feeling really good, especially with Doc's new haircut. Um, we are. <laughs> I'm feeling tired, man. It's the end of the day. I've seen patients all day. I'm I'm kind of tired, but 
Um, um, okay, so, I'm so, in a good mood. I'm definitely in a good mood. There so. you go. You, go on, let's, you, let's you, get to the mood. you look great. And, 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 and here's, let's, thank you. let's get to this next question here. Okay. Should I continue taking the COVID vitamin regimen post COVID? That's a good question. Yeah, you should definitely get into a vitamin regimen if you don't take vitamins, but you don't have to take the real high doses of vitamins like you do when you have COVID. But definitely vitamin D, which is the key to almost everything in health. If your vitamin D is low, then you're not going to be healthy and you're certainly going to be more at risk for COVID and both getting it and doing poorly with it. Nine out of 10 hospitalized patients with this have a low vitamin D. So everybody should at least take 50 or uh, 50,000 when you get COVID, but 5,000 of D. And if you're over 40, take D with K. Remember that, D3 with K. So you also ought to take vitamin C. Um, you should take a good multivitamin. It has all the minerals, including zinc in it. Um, you should take a good probiotic, uh, like Digest Shield is my favorite. Amazing product. Um, you should take magnesium at night. So yeah, keep up with this good regimen. And if you're over 50, you should continue taking your aspirin every day too. Um, unless you have an ulcer or some reason not to, but yeah, so just a good time to, to get into a good vitamin regimen. You know, I'm a huge believer in vitamins. Um, melatonin at night is really good for you. I certainly do that every night. So there's a lot of good things you can do with vitamins that will prevent maybe then you from getting a virus again. What um, about quercetin? Is that something that we should stay on? Quercetin is a great one. Our vitamin C has quercetin in it. Okay. So the life extension C has uh, bioavailable quercetin in it. So great flavonoid, uh, which means it comes from the pigment of the fruit. Um, so. All right. We're going to go to the next question here. Another COVID question. Um, my hairs continue to fall out post COVID. How long does this side effect last? Man, that certainly can happen. Um, you know, anytime you compromise your immune system, you can have some hair loss or if you get on a new diet, um, you can, um, it's hard to say when it'll, it may be a, a few months. I mean, you know, I've already seen, I think I saw three long haulers today in my practice and they have you know different symptoms from shortness of breath to fatigue to chronic headaches continued loss of smell or taste um sometimes rashes uh you know sometimes hair loss so i would suggest that you do a blood count and make sure that your blood counts normal your thyroid's normal your adrenals are okay um you know anytime you lose hair like this with a virus it's going to come back once you get recovered, but it may take a few months. So do everything you can to kind of help it like biotin um, and look at your blood parameters, certainly your hormones as well. I was going to um, ask you about, it, is there any, you know, with this, some of the side effects are any of them permanent um, or, you know, you mentioned that hair loss would not be permanent when uh, you might be experiencing that from a, a post COVID um, it could be, it could be probably not hair, but the other stuff with the long haulers, we don't know yet. Mm. We don't know if some of this stuff's going to be permanent. Um, we'll have to, we'll see. But um, all I can tell you is um, 
try to keep your immune system healthy by doing all the stuff that you should be doing anyway. I hope this is a wake up call for people to get healthy because the people that were the most unhealthy 99% of the times are the ones that didn't do well with COVID, especially morbid obesity and low vitamin D. It seems to be a recurring theme with uh, COVID mortalities. So, um, you mentioned something last week that was fascinating about um, I think someone had COVID and they stopped eating processed food and they were over it within two days or something. Was that? Yeah, I talked, did a telephone consult with the lady I was following for COVID and she was having a rough time. So she just decided to cut out all processed foods. And in two days, she felt like a million dollars. So what you eat determines your health, basically. Um, it's just, it's, so. it's just so wild. It's so simple. Um, and yet, you know, man, it's difficult. It's difficult. It's hard, especially sugar. Sugars are just so inflammatory and bad for you on every level. Yeah. It's probably the most addicting drug out there is sugar. So sugar, cut it out. All right, next question. Um, oh, this is a progesterone question. Um, I heard the female hormone progesterone may help COVID. Is this true? You've kind of already talked about it. Did that just now come in there? That's No, uh, no, this came in during the week. Well, yeah, that's a great question. There, I did read a report that if you're hospitalized with COVID, this was in Europe somewhere where they started just – for whatever reason, they how they thought of this, I don't know. It was probably because men get a lot sicker with COVID than women do. But so they started giving these men 100 milligrams of COVID uh, twice a day by intramuscular injection. Uh, 100 and milligrams of what? Of COVID? Of, of, sorry, of progesterone for COVID. Okay. 100 milligram twice a day of progesterone. Mm. And in the hospital. These were hot, sick, hospitalized patients uh, with COVID, and they all did much better. They even had some controlled trials, and they all did better than placebo. So, you know, we've known for a while that progesterone is really good for uh, traumatic brain injuries, TBIs. Um, and certainly, um, I'll tell you, Ben, in case I ever get a you know, head injury that's bad and can't talk or think. I want that hospital to give me progesterone that night that you go in with that head injury, whether it be an automobile accident, whatever. Uh, progesterone is very protective for brains. Hmm. And it also has a great anti-inflammatory effect. Um, so, and, and men as well. So, Progesterone is just a great hormone. But to be honest with you, I even take a little bit of progesterone at night myself kind of to balance out estrogen levels for me. So, and it helps you sleep a lot too. I have several men that I put on progesterone, very protective. So great question. And it tied right into that number one question. Well, so, I, I was going to ask you about that. So, you know, if it's so helpful, then, and I know that, you know, part of your protocol for female hormones is you know progesterone at night and uh, in, in the cream form you know why why wouldn't you put more men on it is it is it because the estrogen convert conversion yeah because of that you know it, if you have an elevated estrogen level man or a woman you can give them progesterone it'll it'll bring down the estrogen level if you're estrogen dominant 
And, you know, people that are estrogen dominant seem to be, in men, seem to be obese more. Um, so it really balances out the estrogen level and has a lot of neuroprotective. And now we're finding out COVID protective effects. So um, just an amazing hormone. It may be the most important hormone out there, you know. Um, and we certainly know that in the right doses and the right balance between estrogen, it helps you lose weight as well. So um, progesterone, even for men that is and even in COVID. That's really interesting because I hadn't heard you talk about it uh, for, for men's hormones. I've, you know, obviously with female hormones, uh, that's a big part of your protocol. Um, so that's, that's yeah. fascinating. Um, okay, guys, we're going to take um, some live questions here. That's the, all the questions we got throughout the week. Uh, Grandma Mary, how's it going? I'm glad you're here. Uh, I miss you. Um, okay, Shelly, hello, what's up? Um, all right, so Anna's got one. Uh, let's see, she's got a vaccine question. Um, if someone had COVID, should they take vaccine? And if so, how long should they wait to be vaccinated? That's actually a very common question. Yeah, I've been asked that probably five times today. Um, as a matter of fact, I had one patient who had COVID two, maybe three months ago and decided to go ahead and get vaccinated and had a severe reaction to it. You know, she said she was felt like she was body slammed. So my advice to you, if you've had COVID, do not get the vaccine, at least for at least six to nine months, you probably have the best protection by having actually had COVID and gotten through it fine than any vaccine. So that's my opinion of this. So, and I've seen several people who've had the COVID, COVID and then they get the vaccine, they really have a stronger reaction to it. So, you know, certainly if I'd had COVID, I wouldn't get the vaccine, any vaccine for at least six to nine months. Again, I'd wait until the J&J's been out there for longer, which isn't an mRNA vaccine. And, you know, it's the one-time deal and see how people do with that. And then maybe consider that depending on the variants and what happens with mutations in the next six months. But certainly if you've had COVID anytime in the last several months, in my opinion, I would not take the vaccine. Okay. Um, that's my, that's what I would do. Again, that's my opinion. It's not medical advice over the internet. Um, so that's my opinion. All right. We're going to, Shelly's got a few questions here. Hello, Shelly. Thank you for being here. Um, what benefits does magnesium have and why take it at night? Um, it has a lot of benefits, probably 300 benefits. The main ones are, Number one, and it's why you take it at night. It relaxes you, helps you sleep, but it also prevents cardiac arrhythmias. And remember, most heart attacks occur early morning. Um, it helps constipation. Um, it's a mineral that most people are deficient in that they need anyway. Um, so it's, it's just a wonderful mineral vitamin. There's a lot of different forms of it. Um, I like a combination that has some um, glycinate in it and um, has mag citrate in it, which helps the bowels a little bit, mag oxide. 
Um, there's, there, I think there's nine different forms of magnesium that you need. The one we have, I like a lot. It's 500 milligram life extension. I certainly take it every night, but um, those are the main reasons to take it. Um, you know, we did a we did a um, a doctor's note on magnesium uh, a while back, and what surprised me the most was um, how many magnesiums there are. Uh, in there, isn't that the one where there's like a whole bunch of forms of magnesium? Yeah, like nine different forms. Yeah. Um, it's very healthy for your brain. Um, so it helps you make so those inner neural neuron connections. So definitely take magnesium. Yeah. It helps helps cramping, you know, helps leg cramps, helps migraine headaches. And probably stress headaches as well. It's just a wonderful mineral. And taking Try it, it taking it at night because uh, it helps you sleep. Do you take it with food? No, you don't need to take, take it take it on an empty stomach, really, because you're at night. Hopefully, you're not eating at night. So take it on an empty stomach. Uh, matter of fact, one of the, one of my coworkers today said that uh, their dad suffered from migraines. Was about to get on that monthly shot, which helps, but. He just tried him on magnesium, magnesium glycinate, and made his migraines go away completely. So um, great for a lot of uses. Great question. All right, Shelly's got a, a a question on EDTA, which um, we've been talking quite a bit about over the last couple of weeks. Uh, what amount of EDTA should people take to help calcium score improve? Well, we hope that it improves, um, and certainly I take it for that reason. Um, because it does chelate or claw some of the calcium out of your body. Um, but um, there is, I'm not sure the milligram, but it's three tablets a day of EDTA. Again, it's very safe. They even put it in baby food. But um, it's a good, dirt-cheap way to kind of start helping clean your arteries and joints out. So um, I do like EDTA. So three a day, I'm assuming with with each meal, um, except if you're if you're not eating breakfast. Um, okay. You can take them all at the same time. Oh, matter. you can take it all at the same time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the next one here. Um, Edna asks, "What would help burning painful feet?" Um. Well, you have to find out what's causing it first. If, you know, you think about diabetic neuropathy. You think about, um, you know, ner pinched nerve in your back. Um, sometimes it's unexplained um, peripheral neuropathy. It could be a, a vitamin or a mineral deficiency. I'd certainly take magnesium for that because that kind of thing gets worse at night. Um, certainly, you know, putting a lot of cramping your sh toes and feet with ill-fitting shoes could could be a part of it. You should have your circulation checked out and a complete metabolic blood panel done. Um, another good thing I like is peppermint oil um, on your feet at night. That seems to work pretty well. Hmm. Essential oil you apply to your feet. You can even put magnesium on the bottoms of your feet and it gets absorbed in your body as much as orally, really, maybe better. Um, that's why an Epsom bath salt feels so good. It's magnesium, but, uh, um, I hope that, but you know, if, if they can't find the, if it doesn't go away, sometimes we use prescription medicines like Gabby Penton, Lyrica, Neurontin, uh, 
those type medications. But I always look for the cause first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right, we got an, one more question here, a, a vaccine question. Uh, should my college-age daughter athlete wait on the J&J vaccine instead of the mRNA? Yeah, probably would. Yeah, I mean, you know, it really wasn't tested in um, kids under 18. I don't think they're trying to test them now. But, um, yeah, because there is some question, I don't know how valid it is, that it could, the mRNA could affect fertility in the future. I don't know what the basis of that is really. But um, yeah, if, if definitely I would wait for that J and J if I was that age, you know, I don't, I'm not against any vaccine. If you have major risk of coming out with COVID, you know, soon like elderly and so, so on and so forth, but um, diabetic, morbidly obese, um, low vitamin D, although let's take vitamin D. I gave a guy 50,000 units of vitamin D3 today because his levels are so low on the Cleveland panel and I want to get him built up because now it's COVID season and, you know, we're having a little bump in COVID around here right now. So, um, yeah, I hope that, that helps that question. And that, that looks like that does it for the, for the live questions here. Um, guys, Thank you all for, for hanging out with us again on Tuesday evening. Uh, if we did not get to your question, um, the best way to do it is email info at performancemedicine.net. Uh, I look through those all week long, and that's what gets you on the first part of the show before we take live questions. Um, if I missed anybody that emailed us this past week, I apologize. I'm going to scroll back through like I always do after the show and, uh, and get those first up if I missed them. Um, but Dr. Rogers... Thank you. Thank you for hanging out, man. Thanks, Vince. Great job. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.